It is so good to be known by the Father and to know that we are no longer orphans, but we have an Abba Daddy who truly loves us. Join me in the reading of the scripture this morning from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 18, please. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. May the Lord bless his word this morning, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I read about an unfortunate situation that took place after World War I. Hundreds of shell-shocked French soldiers could not remember who they were. The military records were so faulty that they were of no help. How could those victims of amnesia recall their names and be reunited with their families? Someone suggested an ID rally to be held in Paris and announced throughout France. On the day the rally took place, thousands of people gather in a large plaza in Paris. One by one, bewildered soldiers mounted on the high platform and anxiously asked, Please, please, can someone tell me who I am? Beloved, identity is crucial. Identity is what drives our behavior. Over the course of our lives, there will be many times when others will ask us, who are you? And at times, perhaps maybe even during times of crisis, we might ask ourselves, who am I? Who am I? When Adam and Eve lived in the garden, they depended on God for their identity, for everything. But after the fall, everything changed. Now we look to other people to define us. And the world will define us as well. According to our behaviors, according to our professions, you are a doctor, a teacher, a stay-at-home mom. But that's the wrong answer. That's what you do. That's not who you are. If you have come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, if you have said, come into my heart, Lord Jesus, there is room for me in my heart. Your identity is in Christ. 
You are a child of God. You see, the believers in Corinth were dealing with issues of identity as well. They were new converts. They had yet to understand what kingdom alignment was all about. And the transformation that the new birth brings into our lives. Through unmerited grace, you and I become a new creation. Grace is implanted in our hearts. Once we truly experience the love of God in our hearts, not in our heads, it, it has to make that 18 inches trip. I, I'm not talking about what you have in your head, what you know in your head. You might know a lot and praise the Lord. I'm talking about what you know in your heart. Once you experience the love of the Father in your heart, you will experience acceptance and the power of sin will be broken over your life. When you and I respond to the pardoning love, the burden of sin is rolled away. The, the Apostle Paul experienced this firsthand. He was a well-educated man. He studied under the rabbi Gamaliel, the great teacher of the law. Uh, Paul was a leader of the Sanhedrin. He was born a Jew, but he was also a Roman citizen. And he was against Christianity. I mean, he persecuted the Christians with a passion. One day he was on his way to Damascus to persecute and harass more Christians. When suddenly... God interceded him. He had what I call a heart collision with Jesus Christ. That day, his identity was changed. The grace of God was implanted in his heart, and his sins were forgiven. Not only did he receive a new heart and a new nature, as he began to study the word of God, to spend intimate time with him, to fellowship with the other Christians. His life was totally transformed. His mind was renewed, and he was regenerated from the inside out. He began to behave, to operate, from a core of new principles. In other words, he aligned himself with the word of God, with the kingdom of God. Instead of having a heart at war, he now had a heart at peace. When he heard about the turmoil at the church in Corinth, Led by the Holy Spirit, he wrote them a letter. And in this verse that we just read, he said, Therefore, if, if, conditional clause, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
The old O-L-D is gone, is vanished. The new is here. Beloved, this is all from God. He begins the process of regeneration in us the minute we say yes to him. You and I are reconciled to him through the work of Jesus Christ in the cross of Calvary or on the cross of Calvary. You see, some of us, depending where we come from, because it all goes back to that family of origin, we go through life performing because that's what we were used to. If you did well, you got a candy. If you got a good grade, you got $5. And so we come to know Jesus, and we think that it's all about performance. That if we work really hard at the church, or if we do things for other people, the Lord is going to love us more. <coughs> Wrong. The Lord loves us, period. It is as we come to know him and study his word that we are changed and transformed from the inside out because we become more and more like him. There was a man named Augustine or Augustine. My seminary professor always said it was Augustine. Born in 354 A.D. in Roman Africa, known today as Algeria. In his teen years, he turned into a very promiscuous young man. He abused alcohol and women, but he had a praying mama. Her name was Monica. And she prayed her boy into the kingdom of God and into his true identity. Some years later, after his conversion, an old girlfriend saw him and yelled, Augustine, it is I. And he yelled back to her, but it is not I and kept walking. What had happened? He had become a new creation. The old self had died to the carnal pleasures, and he had become alive in Christ. Later, as he reflected on his conversion, he confessed, Late have I loved you. Beauty so ancient and so new. You were within, but I outside. Seeking there for you. You were with, with me, but I was not with you. They held me back from you. Those things which have no being were not in you. 
You called, you shouted, broke through my deafness. You flared, blazed, banished my blindness. You lavish your fragrance, I gasped, and now I pant for you. I tasted you, and now I hunger and thirst. You touch me, and I burned for your peace. Eventually, Augustine became a priest, and then the Bishop of Hippo, and a great theologian. If you haven't written, uh, read any of his writings, I invite you to do so. His alignment with the kingdom of God radically changed his life and his identity. Friends, Almost everything we think and we do depends on how we identify ourselves. How do you identify yourself? Think about it for a little bit there. Today, there's a lot of talk about identity theft. Companies are establishing different programs and guidelines to help us protect our identity. Maybe some of you are paying an X amount of money every month to these companies so your identity could be protected. Friends, this is not new. This is not a new problem. Since the fall, Satan has been trying to distort and destroy and steal our identity. I want to tell you this morning, beloved, you're not a mistake, an orphan, a nobody not qualify, etc. You are who God says you are. And that's the only thing that matters. Satan whispers in your ears, you're a loser. Don't listen. God says in his word, in Romans 8.37, that you are more than a conqueror. Satan whispers in your ears that you're guilty. Jesus says in his word that you are forgiven. Satan says you are hated. And you have been operating in all your life out of self-hate and self-shame. There's a lot of that going on today among this generation. And God says that we are love, 
with an everlasting love. He loves us so much that he has our names tattoos, uh, tattooed in his, in, in his hand. He loves us so much that he knows the amount of hair that we have on our heads. For some it's a lot, for some it's not as much as it used to be. He still knows it. Satan says you are an orphan. God says you are his child. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God. 1 John 3, 1. Satan says that we are forsaken. God says we are the beloved. What would happen if we start acting like the beloved that we are? Satan binds you with fear and torment. Even our little children right now, especially after COVID, are bound by fear, anxiety, torment, having to take all kinds of medications. Do not misunderstand me. I have nothing against medication. God says, fear not, for I am with you. As a matter of fact, there are 365 verses that say, Fear not, for I am with you. One for each day of the year. If you are being tormented or if you are suffering with fear and anxiety, find them all. Do the homework. Post them on your walls, on your mirror, on your kitchen cabinet. Repeat them every morning. Believe them, expect what the word of God says is true, and walk into that truth. Beloved, Satan was unmasked by Christ. He's the, the Bible says that he is the accuser of the believer. It also says that he's the father of all lies, Revelation 12.10 and John 8.44. In today's language, I want to tell you, delete, delete, delete all the lies that he's told you. Delete them. You're not a loser. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I made a list of all these scriptures. Your identity, your accepted, secure, your significant... And I made copies, or Jim made copies for me, yes, Jim did. And they are out there. So on your way out, I'm going to invite you to take them, study them, memorize them, let the, uh, learn them. I'm so glad that my Sunday school teacher taught me to memorize scriptures. I cannot begin to tell you how the word of God has helped me through my life. Every week we used to memorize scriptures. And they're still in me. It is through the power of the word of God that our minds are renewed. And our behavior is changed. Delete all those words that were spoken over you. Align yourself with the kingdom of God. Accept your new identity in Christ. I am baffled by the amount of Christians who go to church or been in church forever. 
yet they do not know their identity in Christ. There are churches that don't know their identity in Christ. It's not just reading the word, beloved. It's allowing the word of God to become life in us so that we can be changed from the inside out. So when we confront problems, we don't handle them the way we used to, but the way the word of God says we need to. We have authority and we have power. Just because crisis comes to us, we don't have to get stuck in it. We are in a fallen world, and bad things are going to happen to good people, including Christians. You know, th this, me this gospel message that once you become a Christian, everything is going to be wonderful, and you're never going to suffer again. <clears throat> Wrong. Delete. Start all over. You are going to face sicknesses and crises and, and bad things. But we have a powerful promise. Through it all, he will never leave us nor forsake us. Because he cares for us. And he loves us. You are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in, Ze in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord loves you so much, he rejoices over you. He dances over you. For those of you that don't like dancing in church, where else would you dance if it's not in church? He loves it. Every time he sees you coming down, he starts dancing. He says, there's my child coming down, coming to spend time with me. In the letter written to the believers in Galatia, the Apostle Paul stated, It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Let us pray. Father, I pray that as the ministry team minister to us in song right now, that we would stay open to what you are going to bring to our minds right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that right now, the words that have been tormenting, your people, because there were words that were spoken over them that were negative words that have created fear and trauma in them. You're going to bring them back, and this time you're going to wipe them away. We are going to walk out of this sanctuary today, out of this service, truly understanding that we have a new identity in Jesus' name.